Welcome to the Business of Inner Peace podcast. This is Erin Jean. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the acronym of JOY and how it unexpectedly took me down the wrong path. But before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know about a special I have going. Starting June 15th, we have a group session focused on healing the inner child. This is an amazing opportunity to work with me and work on your subconscious healing for a low price. And there's only a few spots left. So check out the link in the show notes. Would absolutely love to see you there. Okay, without further ado, let's grab a cup of tea and get into the episode. Welcome to the Business of Inner Peace. I'm your host, Erin Jean, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's pretend we're sitting in my living room enjoying a cup of coffee or tea and getting to know each other just a little better. That's what I love. I love getting to hear your story. I love feeling connected by the spirit of understanding that our stories bring. Today, I'm sharing some of my story, but I hope someday soon you'll be telling me yours. Listen, I know that you're feeling overwhelmed with life and nothing is exactly how you'd like it to be. Your marriage is not what you hoped for. Motherhood is harder than you imagined and you've lost yourself somewhere in the mix of responsibilities. Well, if you're ready to bring some more peace and joy into your life, reconnect with God who made you and start living a life you love, then grab your cup of coffee or tea and let's dive into today's show. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited that you're here. This is literally so much fun for me. I love doing this. I love getting to share my life and thoughts with you in this way. Thank you so much to all of you that have been really supportive and shared kind words with me. I want to give a shout out to my sister, Shay. She's amazing. And of course, in true supportive fashion, like she always does, she was the first person to leave me a review and a comment. So whoop, whoop. thank you, Shay. I love you. You're the most amazing sister. God truly, truly blessed me when he put you in my life. Um, hey, listen, if you want a shout out, you can join Shay by leaving me a comment and a review. It means so much to me. It's really the only way that I know you're out there listening. And I'd love to give you a shout out in the next podcast episode. So without further ado, let's jump into today's topic. I want to talk about that acronym of joy. Now, I know not everyone out there listening grew up in the Christian evangelical culture that I did. But if you did grow up in it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Remember that acronym of joy, J-O-Y, say it with me, Jesus, others, then you. (laughs) Okay, this is really beautiful. It's a cute acronym. It's a really nice thought, but I'm going to be honest with you. This whole thought process really messed me up. It really, 
it put me on the wrong path, to be quite honest. And where it comes from, in case you're not familiar, it comes from the passage in the Bible, uh, Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39. Essentially, a gentleman asks Jesus, you know, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds, and he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And here's the little hidden piece of information that most people don't talk about. There's actually a third commandment in there. And that is the commandment that you should be loving yourself. Because if you have to love your neighbor as yourself, you therefore have to love yourself. (laughs) And the truth was, I did not love myself very well. And I think there are many of you out there that can relate to this. I really was raised like most of us to be unhealthy and codependent and to not have good boundaries. And for me, it started, well, honestly, it probably started even earlier than this event, but I was molested as a young child and that whole event set me up for struggling with loving myself, really struggling with feeling any type of self-worth or value. And I began to kind of make all decisions from that point forward, putting everyone else in front of myself putting everyone else's feelings, emotions, needs, desires before my own. And this message of this little acronym of joy, right? It actually enforces it. And I know that the intention is actually to, you know, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, just like that commandment says, and then to love others the same way that you love yourself. But if you're not a healthy person and you do not love yourself and really understand what that looks like, you actually can't love others well or in the way that I believe God intended us to. And so I want to invite you to begin to look at your own life and your own decisions and your own thought processes in greater detail, just to pay more attention to how you really are behaving out in the world. When you make decisions, are you making them from a place that's actually for your highest good? That's about keeping yourself, you know, within integrity and energetically as an individual, or are you making choices from an unhealthy place, thinking about what others need or how it's going to affect someone else first. Obviously, there's a a fine line and a delicate balance to all of that. And that's something I help my clients with all of the time, really learning what clear boundaries are, starting to understand more clearly what codependency is. And the beautiful thing is when we begin to release our subconscious programming and rewire it, 
it does help with that entire process. You can begin to see more clearly where you're kind of getting off the path. But I just really wanted to talk about that today because there's a lot of things within our, you know, for lack of a better term, like the Christian culture that I really do think they're well-intended, but they kind of set you up for failure. And nobody talks really about how to love yourself or what loving yourself looks like. In fact, I feel like they make you feel bad for even uttering that you wanted to love yourself or work on loving yourself. And for me, I'll give you a couple of examples of what not loving myself looked like, because I don't think they're always super obvious or glaring, but as a small child, not loving myself looked like how I would let friends treat me. So I had a couple of neighbor friends that weren't very nice to me. They were very like hot and cold. It was kind of like, um, Ooh, this is the only thought that comes to my head. (laughs) It's kind of like the booty call energy, but it's obviously, uh, in a friendship way. That's really funny. But (laughs) anyhow, um, you know, like when I want you, I want you, but if I am doing something else and I don't care about you and, um, I had, there's especially this one girl down the street that like, if I wanted to play, she could care less. But as soon as she wanted to play and hang out, I'd always drop everything. I, I just desperately wanted to be her friend. I really wanted her to like me. And my mom, I can remember my mom always saying like, why do you play with her? Why are you friends with her? Which is really interesting because my mom has not modeled um, good, healthy boundaries for me in how she's interacted with others. But for some reason, she was able to mirror to me that this friend wasn't treating me very well. And I just almost didn't care. It was just so desperate to have a friend that I would let her treat me any way that she wanted. As I grew up, that morphed into relationships with boys. And there were several guys that didn't treat me well. In fact, here's where the subconscious programming comes in because the guys that were treating me well and were really kind and nice, I didn't want anything to do with them. And of course, I think in our society, we've labeled this as like the bad boy, like stigma thing. But the truth is the reason we make those choices, it's coming from a subconscious programming. And for me, I did not feel worthy of love. I really lacked self-worth and that stemmed from my childhood. And the thing about your subconscious programming that's tricky and hard to understand is it helps you feel safe. It helps you feel loved, even if it's an unhealthy thing. And that is why you can see people that are coming from families with abuse or alcoholism or any kind of substance abuse issues, they tend to repeat those patterns or choose partners that will continue those patterns in their life because on a subconscious level, meaning you're not really aware of it, those things 
feel safe to you because of your childhood. They feel like love to you because of your childhood, even though on a conscious level, you can recognize that they're not good and they're not healthy. You're unconscious, you're subconscious. It's all about keeping you alive, helping you to survive and be safe. And whatever happened in childhood is what gets wired as safety. So for me in childhood, what got wired as safety was feeling unworthy of love. And so in all of my relationships, friendships and romantic relationships, I unconsciously sought out people that would affirm that message for me, affirm back to me that I was unlovable or unworthy of love. Um, I actually had a cousin that I was really close with growing up and that same dynamic existed with her. She would treat me really badly. She would say the meanest things to me, even up through adulthood. Like, like I'd come, I'd be visiting her and I'd come out, you know, just dressed and not even thinking about anything. And she'd be like, oh my God, are you really wearing that? Oh my God, that is so funny. And I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? What's funny? Oh, just my husband said that he noticed that you always wear t-shirt and mom jeans. (laughs) Here you are. Look at you in your t-shirt and mom jeans. That's so funny. That kind of stuff, it hurt me to the core, but I never said out loud to her how much it hurt me. And I allowed it to go on and on for years until thank God, (laughs) we finally had an incident that, um, she decided to cut me out of her life. And while that was really painful, it actually served my highest good, especially because where I was at, at that point in my life, I had no idea about subconscious programming. I had no idea what was going on within my brain and I never would have cut her out of my life. I didn't know how to have healthy boundaries. I didn't even realize what codependency was, none of it. And so it really did end up serving my highest good that that relationship is no more. But it's so interesting once you become aware of all of these things, you can sort of look backward and you can see it shining bright at you. um, All these places where your subconscious programming was at play. And of course, as I've mentioned before, it came um, alive very much so in my marriage. And, you know, it still pops up here and there. But the cool thing about this type of work is you are so much more aware. You can catch it quicker and you can pivot. And on top of it, I now have the tools to help support myself when I can see this subconscious programming coming up, when I get triggered, which is usually a sign that some of this stuff is coming up, I know how to help myself walk through it. So I just, I feel like part of what I'm here to do on this planet is to shine a light on these kinds of things and to talk about stuff that a lot of people aren't willing to talk about. And so this is what was on my heart today. I just really wanted to 
shine a light on the fact that most of us don't really know how to love ourselves well. Most of us don't know what healthy boundaries are. Most of us don't know how to be independent, energetically, you know, stable individuals. Most of us have been programmed into codependency. And when you get these messages from, you know, church that are coming at you saying, put Jesus first, then others, then yourself, and they make loving yourself a bad thing. It's really a struggle to do this kind of work and, you know, not feel guilt and shame over it. (laughs) So I'm just here to say, hey, I love Jesus. He is first in my life. And guess what? I love myself too. I've learned how to love myself. And because I love myself well, I actually know how to love others well also. I really hope that something here today has been helpful to you. Thanks again for listening. Sending you big, big love. Have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're feeling blessed by the content here, the number one way you can show me is by leaving me a written review of the show. I'd be forever grateful knowing that you're out there listening helps me know that I'm truly living out God's purpose in my life. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it with a friend, or better yet, tag me on your Instagram stories. Remember, you are seen, known, and loved. May God richly bless you today. All my love, Erin Jean.